the Russian podcast. And he said, well, the warmer's coming in the morning. Welcome to the Russian Pod, a podcast about Russia, hosted by someone who's lived there, someone who's visited, and someone who's never been. I'm Lisan. I'm Amy. And I'm Ryan. And this is the Russian Pod. Today we're talking about childhood games, specifically games from the Soviet Union. So, let's start outside. Okay. So, when you were a kid, what did you do when you were outside? Did you have, like, formalized games with formalized rules, or...? There were some formalized games. Uh, but a lot of the times what I remember I was doing is just kind of exploring the area, by which I mean we would climb on top of garages and like jump from garage to garage. And then we would find, we would start like little fires so we can bake potatoes that we would find. <laughs> Interesting that a child knows how to find potatoes. And then light a fire. And then light a fire. And then bake the potatoes in and the fire. And then we would eat them. Commitment. Because like a potato does not take, it's not like a, a hot dog. No. <laughs> You're there for an hour, at least. Yeah. Well, yes. in the summertime, I mean, you had a lot of time. So it was me and my best friend. And then uh, we were in charge of looking after my brother, who is four years younger. And so we would drag him along and we would feed him those potatoes too. Some of them were rotten, that's why they were thrown out and so that's how we would find them. <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. Found was a this, Yeah, that's even better. The found mm-hmm. the found potato. That's almost a game in and of itself. Like <laughs> which potato isn't rotten? Well you can tell which one is rotten. We would just eat the good part, obviously. <laughs> and then we would find so this is a vivid memory for me because my mom caught us doing it. She was coming back from work and I was eight. And my brother was four. And so we found tires. They were like giant truck tires, but they were just, I don't know, just randomly there. And so we were like, can we set it on fire? And we did. And so we were just standing there and we were completely covered in just black smoke. Like our faces were completely dirty. And, you know, that that seemed like an entertaining thing to do. We also, because tires were kind of everywhere. I don't know why. We would also make fires <laughs> inside of the tire and then bake potatoes like that. Um, so a lot of this around makes sense. Yeah. Like, a lot rubber of activities rubber. were around potatoes. And rubber. And fire. Yeah. And fire. Well, that, that was a summer activity. Now there was also... in. It, fr- it also seems like it would transfer to yeah. the winter. Like it would be a great winter activity. Why, yeah, like, I feel like I'd want to light more fires in the winter than in the summer. Yeah. Was well, it because it, no. it was the visibility? Like ever, the grown-ups would know you were lighting fires in the winter because it would get darker sooner? Oh, maybe. No, but in the winter there's so much snow that you, there are plenty of activities to do, like skiing and jumping off into snow piles, and there was no need to start fires. Unlimited list of activities. <laughs> Unlimited. <Yes>. Unlimited. <laughs> so this one time, we had like an abandoned garage in front of us, in front of our apartment building, and we would jump from top of the garage into a snow pile and I was in charge of like watching my brother and my cousin and one of them jumped in his coat uh, got stuck on like a rusty nail and he was just hanging <laughs> until like a stranger had to come over and like pick him up <laughs> I should have not been in charge of children but the thing is and that's like a lot of the activities that I did 
um, came from like trying to entertain also my like my cousin and my brother who were just hoisted on me I started watching them over and picking them up from school and having to feed them at the age of eight and I confirmed it with my mom because I was like that doesn't sound right and I was like mom what age was I when I started picking up my brother from kindergarten and she was like eight <laughs> so <laughs> I would as an eight-year-old show up to his kindergarten and be like I'm here to pick him up and I'll take him home cook him dinner you know so anyway <laughs> <laughs> but then another thing we had was a sandbox um, which seems like a normal thing but I just yeah. remember every time I would play in it there were a bunch of dog shit in it because there were a oh, bunch of homegrown dogs. Oh, cat, yeah, cat. Probably yeah, catch probably it. Catch it. Yep. Which brings me to another point. What we did a lot, and that was involuntary, is just run away from uh, dogs. Stray dogs. <laughs> Packs of stray dogs. Packs of stray dogs. <laughs> that... I feel like they're probably faster than a small child. That's just me, though. I mean, maybe they, like... Maybe they, the dogs were also bored, and their game was chase the small children. It's summer, it's chase the children. I would like to hear a podcast from the, the dog's perspective. <laughs> yeah, we just didn't find too many uh, tires that week, so we just decided to chase some children. Chase some children. You know, we were just bored. We were done hopping from garage to garage. So. <laughs> we also had uh, slides, like metal slides, that were in the shape of uh, an elephant. And that was kind of a staple in a lot of the neighborhoods. But the problem with them, like, I would love to use them, but they always were full of pee. Like, that adult man, like, would come in and pee there. Not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> I thought you were going to say they were too hot. No, but just covered in covered adult in, urine. In adult urine. So that's why I never used them. But that was one of the things that were available. But the, here's the thing. You can't really use any of the children things because adults pee in them. Right? So you kind of <laughs> have to... Not, not my experience. Apparently... By adults, you mean drunk people? Yeah. Okay. Adults. <laughs> and then my favorite thing was swings. And what we did as kids is that we would swing until it was very high and then jump off them. Oh, yeah. That's, so I, I think, think that's, that's a universal thing. Yeah. That's, yeah, we definitely did that because as you get older, swinging on a swing gets more boring and more boring. You yep. got to add like that element of, am I going to break a collarbone? <laughs> Um, well, we would twist the swings around each other, or just twist the, twist the, the chains of the swing around, and then like you just you'd spin around instead of swinging back and forth. So. Ours were metal. Yeah, metal chains. Were, yeah. yeah, metal chains. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. chains. Ours were bolts. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah we had chains, so like you could good. you could do a bunch of like semi dangerous stuff. Oh no, they could do way more dangerous stuff because they can go all the way around and like stop at the top. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> also, those metal yeah. poles freeze in the winter, and then you can go and lick them and mm. lose half your tongue, which I thought. <laughs> I think that's also universal. Okay. Yep. Great. Just dumb kids in northern climates are like, obviously, I just stick my tongue on that. <laughs> this is the thing. So, how many hours do you think you were allowed to be outside, um, just playing without supervision in the summer? Oh, in the summer, all day until it was dark. Well, because my mom would go to work. And how far play. away do you think you guys would go? Oh, not far at all. The only time that I went really far was when I was, I think, two years old, and my mom lost me, and I went apparently like five neighborhoods away or something, <laughs> and she found me in another sandbox, like <laughs> very far away from home. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, that's um, it's a lot to unpack. Yeah, that's a lot to unpack. That just sounds like you know your mom had a really bad day, <laughs> <laughs> and you had a really good day, <laughs> right? But as an adult, I didn't really go very far. 
Do you follow a map to get to the sandbox? No, I have no idea. some sort of like sixth sense where you can <laughs> yeah. Smell How did you even? You were two. How did you know? It's the cat no poop. Idea. You just it's get drawn by the cat poop. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know another thing we did outside. We would buy Lucy's series of bricks, uh, starting at the age of like eleven. But I there's no there's no of course on on my end here. That's, yeah, I would be uh, throwing up instantly. I think the, the hardest the hardest uh, we ever got was um, candy cigarettes. Uh-huh. No, yeah, yeah. love candy cigarettes. Well, the old babushkas like were pushing it on children, so it was kind of hard to avoid. And we would hide inside of like apartment buildings. But unfortunately, they were also filled with like adult pee, so it smelled bad. And I think that's one of Again, the things. Again, adult, you mean drunk, drunk drunkards, drunkards. I yeah. don't, I mean, either way, just, just your whole childhood just seems like a boundary was drawn around it by adults urinating places, like, marking their territory. You know, another place that was always filled with adult pee was elevators. <laughs> Constantly. Man, people just have to go with the worst times. Can you imagine having to go down a slide and pee at the same time? Like, man, you really had to go, didn't you? Right. Yeah, if you're that drunk, how do you even climb up a slide to then pee down it? Yeah, yeah, they have to they have to climb up a child's apparatus, you know, either through <laughs> the small stairwell or up the possibly already peed slide yeah. to pee well, back down. Yeah, they didn't pee on the slide. So the, imagine the slide is covered, right? It's an elephant, so you have to go up the stairs inside, and then it's like an enclosed space, mm-hmm. like a room, like a head of an elephant is a room. That's where they pee. They don't right. go down the slide. Well, maybe they do. <laughs> no, they go. Oh, well, not afterwards. But they still have to climb up a children's yes, slide. That's correct. Which, yeah. like, they're tiny little. I'm assuming they're tiny little stairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you know, another thing that would happen in elevators all the time. People and I'm assuming teenagers, they would take a match or a lighter and then burn all of the buttons. And so a lot of the times I couldn't go to my floor. I would have to go to a different floor and then walk. And it would be difficult because the stairs were also filled with adult <laughs> pee. So. Now that I'm remembering this childhood, I didn't know how much of my childhood was discovered in adult <laughs> Thinking of my time back in Russia, though, there's very few public bathrooms, so I completely understand. Yes. Yes. Uh, but at the same time, if you're a drunkard, you probably have at least one empty bottle in your possession. Right. You can, you can be in that. Although, I've got to say, when I lived, every time I've lived in L.A., in, like, Hollywood or anywhere like that, I saw people peeing outside all of the time. Men, women, everybody just pissing outside. But the thing is, I've never seen anyone piss outside. Everyone pissed inside. Elevators, <laughs> apartment, like, uh, Oh, that's hallways. why they needed the slide. They needed yeah. to they needed inside the slide. slide. Yes, yes, yes. Well, that's respectful. Ah, that's just straight see, <laughs> they might be drunk, but they're gentlemen. <laughs> There's still the possibility for indecent exposure in a, in a children's slide. Also, like, elevator. And I was always wondering, how are you not afraid that it's going to stop on the floor and open and you just pee? I think if you're peeing in an elevator, <laughs> do you care if you get caught? Like, I haven't personally done it, but a lot of people would burn the matches and then throw them into the ceiling in apartment buildings, like in a hallway of apartment buildings, so they get stuck in the ceiling. They also broke light bulbs. That's another... Oh, just in communal areas? In communal areas, yeah. Mm -hmm. Big, big problem. And Ryan has been to those apartment buildings, especially if you have to go up because elevator doesn't work for some reason. Maybe because there's too much (laughs) Most of them don't have elevators to begin with. And a lot of the light bulbs are out. It's just darkness. It's not because they're out. It's because someone broke broke them. them. Yeah. So this takes me to the next point, which is there wasn't that many organized activities. 
but we did have some games that had rules. And one of my favorite ones uh, called Museum Escape. And it's basically a string, like, what would you dry your clothes on? Clothesline? Mm-hmm. Clothesline. So it's like a clothesline. And two, eight, boys usually didn't play that. So two girls would stand opposite each other. And you put that string around them first on the first level, which is an ankle. And then the team of other two girls jump over it in a certain sequence. Like over, over, maybe like cross. Um, and then if they pass one route without messing up, the string goes up and up and up until it reaches the next. So you would have to jump over it in that certain sequence up to the string being on the next. So really high. I was never that good at it. Yeah, to jump over a next. Yeah, some people did. Did you, you, you witnessed this? Yes. It can be like in between your legs pushed down, but as you jump, you have to be able to jump on the second one somehow. Yes, but I've seen that being done. That's insane. Another really popular game would require a stone and a chalk, and you would draw numbers uh, in squares up to ten, and then you throw a stone and you have to jump with one leg. Scotch. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, what, what would you say? In, what, what, yeah, can what you say the Russian name of it? Classic game. Classics. Classics. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I guess a, I guess it is a classic if it's yeah. universal. Um, I'm pretty sure my mom taught it to me, so it's like a very old game. I guess it is a classic. What other chalk games did you guys have? Chalk games. We had one called Foursquare, where you would have a ball and you would draw four lines, and you would have to hit the ball like tennis into someone else's square, and then have to no. back. I'm pretty sure this was the only chalk game we had. I'd heard of Foursquare. I was not an athletic child. I'm not an athletic adult either, but definitely not an athletic child. So um, I, we never really played that a huge amount either. But I definitely heard of it. We had a game that you might have Red Rover. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is your game. It's called Red Rover, and I think it's similar to the one that I'm going to describe. Two people are standing uh, opposite of each other with a ball. And then the rest are standing in between them, and you're throwing that ball, trying to hit them. And if the ball hits you, you're out. Nope. No. No, we did. We played that. We called it. Well, we played it in gym class, and we called it war. I think that's what we called it. And we played it with Nerf softballs, and it was just like this free for all where everyone was just chucking Nerf softballs at each other. Not softballs. Nerf footballs. Nerf football, just chucking them at each other. You tried to hit someone. Once you hit them. You're out. Yeah. Once you yeah. got hit with a nerf, a nerf football, you were out. But how is this different than dodgeball? Because it, it was like a free for all. Like like everyone is doing it at the same time. Like everyone is trying to like dodge okay. the football but and chuck them at the same time. In Lasan, your description only two people had balls. Yes. So and, two people standing opposite each other, and, and they throw the they... ball to each other, kind of thing, in each other's direction, and they're purposely trying to hit a person that's standing in between them. One of the people standing in That can't be very hard. They're standing <laughs> in the line. Like, if you and I are here mm-hmm. on, like, a tennis court, are they scattered on the tennis court, or are they literally just right in front of us? They're in between you and... Not parallel, but... They're kind of parallel. So the more people you have, the easier it is to hit someone, because they don't really have anywhere to go. But then, as you eliminate people, it becomes harder and harder, because people have a lot more space to... Try to avoid the ball. So just always go from the middle whenever it's time to play. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of this. <laughs> it's like a really bad version of dodgeball. Yeah. It's like it's dodgeball if you only had two balls. 
one bowl. There's only one bowl. (laughs) Guys, I told you all to bring your ball today. I'm the only one. What are we going to do? Why are we always playing with my ball? All right, I'm making new rules. Everyone get in a line. (laughs) Another one that I didn't play that very often, but it was very popular. Edible, not edible. So you have a ball, and you you throw it at someone, you say something, and they catch it only if what you're saying is edible. So if you throw it at someone, say banana, they catch it. But if you say, like, stone, they have to toss it back to you. Can you do trick questions? Uh, like what? Hey, like what? Well, apparently rotten potatoes are half edible. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you say rotten potatoes, every child can catch that. Well, at least in my childhood. Okay. <laughs> now, again, we're not talking about modern, you know, now, nowadays kids have all kinds of games. Like, everything is available. But back when I was growing up, of course, Soviet Union didn't have very good relationship with some of the countries, so we didn't have the imported games and toys that Americans had. And if but, it wasn't, but now then, it we would do. Be, yeah. be, even then, it would be super expensive to also play. Like yes. the, the, the couple first years after the breakup of the USSR. Mm-hmm. Exactly. How many? How much China goods were you guys getting as being a communist? I think most of my toys were made in Russia. Okay. So I'm sure some of them were, but from what I remember, pretty much all of my toys were made in Russia. I would say a majority of my toys were made. Or some, they were imported. I don't think most of the toys I had were American-made. Yeah. What were your toys made of? Did you have, like, stuffed animals and, like, plastic action figures? and Action figures to me sound like they have to be from a movie or a comic or TV show. Is that, is that right? That's not, I mean, they generally were. I don't yeah. think it's, I'm I don't think, think it's, of one like, that wasn't. just like those little plastic <laughs> army men. Right. Yeah, um, those weren't for anything. Right. And I think, well, like, I was, I was... Four. We were four when I was growing up, so I feel like we had just like generic, like army man. Yeah, there was certainly tons of generic. That's that's a good point. Yeah, I mean they were articulated, but they weren't from like a particular franchise or anything. But they but they were like more similar to, to GI Joe or those kind of um, those kind of franchises. So I mean, most of the act the quote unquote action figures were from movies, but they don't have to be. Got it. I mean, maybe a couple. Not in my household, at least. And in the stores, there were, we just didn't have a lot of toys that were from movies. But what I did have were, yes, we had plush toys, and they could be like cats or dogs or whatever. We also had dolls. We didn't have Barbie dolls. They didn't come in till a little later. What I had are Russian dolls, which were all very sturdy. Like, very thick. Like, they all had, like, thick legs. Can you give us, like, a arms. dimension of, like, how tall its height of the... Yeah, so it was, like, proportion, the actual proportions of a woman instead of Barbie, <laughs> who, like, could not physically exist being yes. alive. Yes, and even thicker. Right. Oh, no, it looks like a middle-aged woman. Yeah. They all look like a middle-aged woman. <laughs> <laughs> and all of them had short haircuts. Like the bob. Like a bob, yeah. Because all of our moms had... A short hair. Right. I didn't know a single woman with long hair. They all have like a perm <laughs> is what it looks like. Yeah. Which also looks like America at around that time. Like mm-hmm. I didn't, I don't think there was none of my Whoa. mom's friends. Oh my goodness. That is like a 1950s haircut. So all of, yeah, all of them had like very kind of big features. Like they were all, none of them were thin at yeah. all. It kind of looks like the, what were the Ann dolls? Is that what they were called? Right. Like it's like if Raggedy Ann got yeah. to be 40. And was made out of Hard plastic, right? So they were plastic or rubber. Hard rubber. rubber. Yeah. Okay. So they were also good for making potatoes. 
right? If you get hungry, just light your doll on fire. Cook yourself up a potato. Yeah, those are like very real looking like it's like real life dolls you know yeah. barbie was like yeah, this is a... blonde and glamorous and these girls are like i'm going to a factory to make some <laughs> cars and even babies van. the dolls that are like babies all look like middle-aged women yeah they have the same hair they have the same exact hair. same hair just chubbier cheeks just mm-hmm. a round face yeah. like kind of the same body <laughs> yes yep. yes yep. one of the toys that was I loved it. It was a kitchen, and it was actually like a functioning kitchen. It was made out of metal, and then there was like a faucet that you could turn on, and the water would come out of it. You didn't even have running drinkable water in your real faucet. What are you talking about right now? <laughs> it wasn't drinkable. Uh, okay, I went to I was like I went to your house two years ago in Russia, <laughs> and you didn't have a faucet that you could drink out of. No, no, but that was just like running water from a tiny faucet to make it look like a real kitchen. And then I had um, plastic vegetables, like eggplant, potatoes, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Little, like, pans that uh, I could, you know, bake or whatever. And, like, I had, like, a little stove. So that was my favorite toy. And, of course, my brother ruined it Yeah, by breaking it. That's what, so but that's, that's what, normal. That's right. That's very, that's so universal. All brothers um, apparently are horrible. Yep. I'm an only <laughs> child, so I didn't have any um, experience with that. Um, lucky. <laughs> Another popular toy that was mostly for younger kids was what you would call a spinning top. Yeah. 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 So in Russian it was called Yula. Yula? And, yeah. And then Yvalashka. That was also for like younger kids. That was very popular and it's a toy that you can't play him or her or whatever. That what? Yeah, say that again. <laughs> so it's made out of like two circles, like the body is a circle and the head is a circle, and you're trying to lay the toy down and it gets back up. It's a weevil wobble. Weeble wobble? Yep. Yeah. Oh. We, we would have, you would like punch it, like a punching bag. Oh, really? No, we wouldn't punch it. And she would like make a noise, like, because it was like a baby. <laughs> Why would you be trying to push over a baby? <laughs> well, because it would, because you couldn't, because it would just like, yeah, I, 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 I can envision what you're describing. But what happens whenever a child finally meets a baby and is like, <laughs> oh, I can push it and it's going to roll back up? Oh, I should tip this over. And let it hit its head on the ground and it'll come right back up. You know, you know, we had that was a little bit similar. It was, I don't even know how this was a toy. It might not even have been a toy, but they were like, you're a kid. This will be fun for you. It was just this little cylinder. And it generally had like the the picture of whatever noise it made. And you would like turn it upside down like a salt shaker. And it would like moo or oink or whatever. Mm -hmm, Like a little mm -hmm. sound box in it. And and then you would like, you know, tip it back up and it would stop. And you would just like tip over this cylinder. It wasn't quite like it would just come back up on its own. Yeah, it would also make a noise. A holy poly doll. It also looks like an old woman. It does. So all your toys look like old women? <laughs> Pretty much. So it, it had a circle for a head, a circle for a body, and two a little circle circles for, for arms. <laughs> those those are just a stretch to call those arms. <laughs> yeah, I call them more like hands. Yeah. And now there are other iterations, but the original like Soviet one was red with uh, little white hands circles. People know about Matryoshka, that's like the most famous toy, but the, it was never like a toy really. No. It was more of a decoration sub souvenir. Maybe it was a toy way in the day, but it isn't anymore. I think it was a toy just because like you could take it apart. I, I mean, I had one of those when I was a kid, and I think I would just like, you know, like incorporate them into like other dolls mm-hmm. sometimes, just because like, I don't know, I needed a stand-in or you something. You had a Matryoshka. I did, yeah. Yeah. 
I didn't have a much as a child. <laughs> no. Because, <laughs> again, I think it was more of a decoration or a souvenir. Uh, it wasn't really considered a toy. No, they're not, like, fun to play with. They don't really do anything. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. you, can, you can unstack them. You can restack them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? <laughs> There's... That's it. Mine, mine looked like an old woman. <laughs> it might have been Russian. <laughs> we also had a lot of military-themed toys, so like tanks, carts that are like ambulance, fire trucks, but that's kind of similar. It's very similar, yeah. yeah. And a lot of them were like dark gray, which is like the military color. So that... Gray. They were gr- green, dark green. Mm-hmm. Those were like my brother's toys. Did you have any like crafty kind of toys? I had a lot of those kind of toys. Like um, I had a spirograph, which was just this series of discs that you would mm-hmm. take around in a, in a circle to make all these like concentric patterns yeah. that were really trippy. No, we had uh, coloring books that I remember them very well because one of them you could just dip a brush in water and just go over a page and the colors would develop. I, I had those that was too. Really fun. <laughs> I don't know how we thought, I don't, like, we're actually creative people. How did we think that was fun? <laughs> like, it's like magic. I guess it was like magic. They were never strong colors. They were always yeah. pastels. But then we also had regular uh, coloring books, and that Sculpey, not Sculpey, but what would you like call it? Call Play-Doh? Play-Doh, yeah. I love Play-Doh, so different colors, I would make different sculptures. And my favorite thing, honestly, I would collect snow and carve out snow to make different figurines. That was how I would get crafty. <laughs> what do you mean? Like you would like roll snowballs and then carve mm-hmm. it into stuff? Yeah. Okay. With like a stick. Okay. Can you give us one example? Yeah, what did you? Because I never really went beyond like snowmen. I would like make faces. They could, they were pretty intricate. So like a jack-o'-lantern. Made of snow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that. I also had this abacus kind of. No. No. Okay. Does a calculator count as a toy? Sure. It kind of does. does did a you math book count as a toy? Did you ever have no. a graphing calculator? No, like a like, come on, like a accountant's calculator. Because like I had a graphing calculator and it was basically a toy because well, I played because vi- I played video games on it. <laughs> that was all I. I did a couple math problems and mostly played video games on it. Talking about video games, the only game we had it was on Dendi, which was the console from Japan. The mascot for that is like a yellow elephant, because we. I think we didn't have American game consoles. America didn't make game consoles. We had the Atari, oh, really? but that was like in the seventies. Oh. We had Sega Genesis, which was Japanese Sega mm. or Sega stuff. And then we had um, Nintendo. Nintendo, yeah. Okay, so we had Dendi, and maybe it was a Mario Brothers. It was the game that we were obsessed with, and my mom would hide it, and my brother <laughs> and I that was always live school to find it so we can play Mario Brothers. But that was the only game we had. Then eventually, my uncle got a computer, and my brothers played Duke Nukem. Great game. Which... Not for a child. Terrified me completely. <laughs> Not for a child at all. And I... Ryan recently saw it, like, on TV, maybe, like, a gameplay, mm-hmm. and it brought so many terrifying memories back. Like, that face <laughs> when he's, like, looking around, especially when he's losing health, and he's all beat up and bloody, and I was like, ugh. I remember that. Why, I don't know why... Children were allowed to play this game. Yeah. Monsters flying at you. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then another thing that was kind of video game-ish was a, a little uh, handheld. Kind of like Game & Watch. And the best way to describe it is, you know how like an analog clock has predefined lights for each number? Mm-hmm. So 
on this screen there are predefined animations for each character. So there'll be like, you know, if there's like a fox running across the screen, there'll be like four images of foxes and it'll light each one up in succession. So it looks as if the fox is moving across the screen or like a ball is dropping from the top. Yeah. Yeah, the game that was very popular was inspired by a Russian cartoon called Nupogazi. It was about a wolf and a rabbit, and the wolf was catching eggs that chickens were laying on four different layers. And so there were like four buttons, and you had to push the right button so he could catch an egg. Then where's the rabbit? The rabbit didn't come in in that particular game, but the <laughs> show was about a rabbit and a wolf. Oh, so we have one. We have a game that was based on a show. Mm-hmm. We got one. Oh, we yeah. Got one. All right. All right. Yeah, that was a very popular Soviet uh, TV show, Nupugazi. Okay. It was very, I would compare it to like Tom and Jerry, but it was like a kind of rabbit. Anything like the Roadrunner cartoons also sounds a little bit like that? Mm, no, it was, it took place in like, in a way that a rabbit had a job and a wolf had a job and they were like living in an apartment building. So they were very <laughs> much like, People, if, but if Tommy Wiseau wrote Roadrunner, <laughs> it was a good cartoon. Actually, we should talk about that. Let's talk about it. it sounds we like watch it, it together because there's not a okay. lot of speaking. It sounds like the Odd Couple mixed with Tom and Jerry. Yes. The Odd Couple being the old 1960s TV show where two men lived with each other and they were completely separate, like completely separate. People. And the wolf smoked a lot. In this <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, that sounds oh like gosh. that sounds like the older cartoon. Oh, like we, hold on, we have two things which were based off TV shows. So it was what's the name of the the wolf? Nupugadi. Nu, so Nupugadi both got you the Game and Watch handheld uh-huh, video uh-huh. game, and also Lucy's loose cigarettes, <laughs> also an advertisement. <laughs> right. Yeah, I guess. Uh, he drank. Keep yeah. smoking, kids. Alcohol. Yeah, yeah, he's been drinking. And he was the heroine, the the hero of the story? No, he was the bad guy, and he was trying to kill the bunny to eat the bunny. And the bunny Did the was bunny talk? Uh, sometimes. There was not a lot of talking. So there like was Tom some and Jerry. Talking. Yes, exactly. I think very similar to that. We should watch it all together and talk about it. Okay. I'm going to have these... to go buy a pack of cigarettes afterwards. <laughs> it was <laughs> one of the less depressing cartoons. When were these cartoons made? Um, 80s. Okay. There were newer versions of Nukugazi that had, like, a little different animations, but they were popular, like, a couple of decades, so... I mean, like, in, like, the Bugs Bunny cartoons, um, and even, I would say, like, some of the old Tom and Jerry cartoons, there there is, like, a lot of, like, smoking and drinking and and that kind of stuff. But those were old. They were made in, like, the 40s and the 50s and Mm -hmm. the 60s. Well, I think they tried to portray him as a bad guy, and, like, smoking was a part of it. Yeah, because no one wants to be the bad guy. <laughs> That's correct, especially when you're a child. Your moral compass is... On point. <laughs> yeah. Bad guys never look cool. No. Nope. nope. No. <laughs> there were no other video games that I played, but, of course, Tamagotchi, like, was became a big thing, so the handheld... Japanese toys that you were supposed to feed in. Did the wave of Tamagotchi also only last for about six months in your nation as well? I think so. I think it was like maybe a year. I always have a theory as a combination of two things. One, six months is about how long you realize that you no longer can hold this relationship with a (laughs) silver... (laughs) With a keychain. And B, that's probably just about the same time that the batteries run out on it. (laughs) I have very warm feelings because I feel like it was the first time that I had some kind of electronic of my own. I was like, look at that. I have something. And I would have it again. It was also one of my first handhelds because, like, everything else I had was shared with the family. So, like, if we had a Game Boy or a Sega Genesis, 
like my parents bought it for them, mm-hmm. right? And then the rest of us were like able to use it. Yeah. So that was one of the first things where like this is mine. No one else can touch yeah. it because like it runs. It's right. Yeah. Well, we didn't have a computer. We didn't have VHS tapes or like VHS player. We had a vinyl player mm-hmm. where we would listen to like fairy tale and Beatles. But like that was the end of what kind of <laughs> electronics we had. And we had a black and white TV, right? And a radio that was like on the wall. So this was, I thought, modern electronic toy that I had. Was the radio made out of metal? I don't know. No, I don't think it's, <laughs> it's made out of paper. <laughs> and then another thing that we played as a family pretty often were cards and chess. And magazines came with a cutout of like games where you have to throw a cube with numbers on it. A dice. A dice. <laughs> and then you would proceed to different like steps trying to make it to the end. So we really like uh, play, play that. Yeah. They had, like board games in magazines. Yeah, you would cut them out and play them. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, and we had like the ones that we kept for a while, so it was from you know an old magazine, but we kept opening it and playing it. Yeah. So you would have your own dice, or you would have to make the dice. Some came with the cutout dice, but I think we had. Wait, like, like you had to like like you had to fold them. Yeah. There's like tabs, and you had to. Yeah. Another thing that I really loved were cutout dolls, paper dolls, yeah. paper dolls. Yeah, oh, paper I dolls. Love, yeah. love, love, love. Because the toy, the dolls that I had, the Soviet dolls, the working dolls, didn't really have like a change of clothes or anything. <laughs> no, why would they? They were very realistic. <laughs> they had their work dress. I, I did. It. I did get a Barbie, but. It was when we went to Moscow and Yeltsin was bombing the parliament and I stayed inside because I wasn't allowed, but like everyone else was outside for some reason. And as a kind of like an apology from my parents for, you know, our government falling apart, uh, they bought me a Barbie and that was, and the Barbie did come with like these little shoes and she had long hair. And that's, I guess, where my self-esteem confidence started. Thank you. <laughs> Before that, I was like, those big dolls are exactly the way I look. I'm going right. to grow up looking like Barbie and... Not Barbie. Barbara. Barbara. <laughs> Barbara. I'm going to grow up looking like Barbara and have a nice, steady, 40-hour <laughs> desk job. Short hair. And a nice bob. And a, and a very conservative haircut that's easy to maintain. Oh, and this Barbie came with a wedding dress, which I lost immediately, by the way. Someone stole it from my school locker. Just the wedding dress, not the Barbie? No. Just literally the Barbie dress. outfit. Yes, that's correct. I mean, yeah, Barbies, like, I don't. I think I never had a complex because they didn't have the same color hair as me, which I know is messed up. But I was just like, whatever, they're blonde. So it's My fine. Barbie had black hair. No. Yeah. Maybe it was a Russian Barbie. No, I don't know. No, it was probably, yeah. Spetlana. No, bar- there were Barbies. Spetlana. There were Barbies that weren't blonde. Yeah. Basha. Basha? I don't think of a name. It starts with B for female in Russia. <laughs> it's quite difficult. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Can't think of any. Okay, I can't. There, I'm sure there are some, but I can't think of any. Invented games? I had an invented game, again, to entertain my cousin and my brother, where I pretended to be an amusement park, and I made them tickets, so they would come to me and give me a ticket, and then I would, like, squirrel them around uh, <laughs> as if I was an amusement park uh, right, ride. as yeah. if you were. That's funny. Cool. Yeah. That is a good one. I try hard to entertain. Oh, and then another thing we did, we would cut magazine covers and put them on our feet, and then we would slide across the carpet. <laughs> that was pretty fun. What's that, Tom Cruise movie? Risky oh, Business. We haven't seen Risky Business, but uh, you've I seen know that, that scene. scene. I've seen yeah. that scene exactly. We had a we played a similar game once um, <laughs> because we played with couch cushions and we were just sliding across the carpet. 
And then this kid in my school, Joey Inselman, he crashed into, I guess it was like the pull-out um, sleeper couch. He crashed into it with his eye, and he had this really deep gash under his eye, and it was bleeding, and it was oh my like, God. my friend Jessica was freaking out, and I was, I was like trying to like staunch the flow of blood with toilet paper. <gasps> and then I was like, yeah, we have to go tell a grown-up, because you're going to need stitches. And he did need stitches. He oh, needed a he lot of stitches. Really? Under his eye. Yeah, it was a really deep gash. So we never played that game again. That's fair. So. We we were climbing garages and there was like... Um, <laughs> so nonchalant. I know. And there was like metal stairs that went up. And as we were climbing, climbing them, my friend like hit one of the roofs of the garage with her head and she was bleeding also. And I was like, no worries. So we collected... Um, uh, like uh, leaves of plants and applied it <laughs> to her head. She died six months later of dysentery. <laughs> but honestly, like I cannot tell you how many times I wiped my ass with, with leaves. That's like what you did. Because again, there are no public toilets. So if you're driving in the car, you gotta poop in the forest. So you both have to somehow pee inside but poop in the forest. <laughs> Jeez, this is a very complicated system. And well, it's a forest. I mean, I guess it's yeah, it's yeah. just open for yeah. defecation. <laughs> and leaves. A lot of Russians know what leaves are for, like what kind of plant is good for wounds and stuff. So whenever we would get like rash or cuts, we would just go and collect plants and apply them. And it maybe worked, maybe didn't. I don't know. It works. Yeah. It probably yeah. works. A lot of a lot of modern medicine is made out of jungle plants. So. Mm-hmm. Actually, I just remembered my brother and I spent a lot of our childhood collecting cow poop to fertilize our uh, land. How would you carry and move around our cows? Put in the box. Oh, right, because it dries out, right? It, it dries out. out. Yeah. It dries I actually out. really enjoyed it. It was like a treasure hunt. Like, ooh, I found one that's <laughs> dried out. Because you can't pick up the, the fresh Right. Hunt. We should take you magic mushroom hunting. Love it. Oh, we picked mushrooms. Uh, Not from cow poop, I hope. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, and of course, that was also like a game. <laughs> yeah. It's nice. A lot of people yeah, die right. from mushroom poisoning because they just go pick mushrooms and a lot of poisoned mushrooms look exactly like normal mushrooms and people go home cook them and then they die should we end on this note i think we should end on that note that's a great upbeat note actually no we should end with something more toilet okay there was a show that was on the air for a very long time and i think it's still on the air that's called which means uh good night little baby basically and it's a children's show with toys not toys but like muppets i guess Okay. They're okay. controlled by humans. And it's pig, crow, a bunny. Those are ma- three main ones. And there's usually like a guest who's a human to talk to them. And they show like a little clip of a cartoon. And then after that, they say, okay, we're going to sleep. And you should too. And then there's a song about the book is going to sleep. Your pillow is going to sleep. And then that's when I, we would go to sleep. And it's, I think it's it was excellent because it helps parents kind of manage children <laughs> because they're like, well, see, your favorite character goes to sleep. It's so cute. Yep. That's, that is brilliant. It does sound like the Muppets. Yeah. Like Sesame Street. Yeah, there's Pig. There's, there's yeah. Miss Piggy. There's birds. The, cr- the crow, crow was a girl. And then the pig was a boy. Oh, and there was a dog. The dog was a boy. Fila. Fila, Hrusha, Stipa. Stipashka. Flashka was a uh, bunny. Yeah, and it, I still remember it. It was very, very cute. And that's, I think it's still on the air. Do they sell, do they sell merchandise when you were a kid for those? I haven't 
seen any. I'm sure they did, but I didn't have any choice. They definitely sell them now. I mean, I think Russia now has become a lot more commercialized, so now whenever new movies come out, uh, new cartoons come out, they do sell toys and all kind of merchandise to make money of them. But it wasn't as uh, developed back when I was here. Uh, like a pure time before before everything was merged. Pure time before Disney. It, yes, before Disney when I burned tires to entertain myself. <laughs> That's right. Well, it was great to reminisce. Yeah, yeah. I, my childhood was in the little doctor's office. That, was like, <laughs> that happens every time you go backwards. I, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Okay, any other thoughts, comments, concerns? Lots of concerns, but I'm gonna have yeah. to bring that up in therapy. So many, like. yeah, so many concerns. I'm gonna go call a doctor. Set up for Should should we say goodnight to various adult, well, adult <laughs> objects? As I think that everyone out? should go to sleep to this song from Spokojnej Noci Mnoši. I sing it the way I do. Um, everyone who's going to think of their favorite items on the show, we're gonna say goodnight. We're just gonna go and okay. clockwise. Okay. Good night, pee covered slide. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, tire fire. <laughs> Good night, rotten potato. <laughs> we'll see you next time. We'll catch you next time. Good night, listener. Ночью нам приснится